basement dwellers, hosted by your boy Jacob Santoro and Christian Talone. You're blabbering about unnecessary stuff. Cut it out. Don't forget to hit that like, subscribe button to get all the updates from the channel too. Tell me what your hand's doing over that button first. But for now, this loud child kick back, cause I got a fresh one right here delivered to your speakers. Lock in. Episode 8 1. Welcome everybody to the Basement Dweller Podcast. I'm Jacob. With me, unfortunately, is not Christian. He had to work today. It's okay. I will try my best to bring the funny as well as he can. I thought about putting like a little pillow with his face on it to be, you know, but I didn't have the time. <laughs> but with me today is the singer and the bass player for Louis on Tour. We have repeating guest and new guest. We have Tyler and Shannon. Hi, guys. Hey. Hello. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, of course. To the new, to the new studio. Yeah. It's a nice, it's, it's, it's just better to have my own place and not some. Some random lady's house, you know? Yeah. It's a struggle for sure. God, kudos to you guys for having an actual like place the, where you do band The practice. random lady being your mom? No. <laughs> no that, yeah, that lady too, but also Christian's old roommate. But uh, now kudos to you guys for having like a... Do you guys ever miss like the home band practice? You guys ever, like, like, like got to all drive to some dude's house? Oh, yeah. Like, that's The goal actually, is to actually go back to that. Yeah, really? we're actually like I think a month out from that. Why? Like, yeah. Uh, because it's expensive. Oh, really? It's expensive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we could save uh we could if we didn't practice in a practice space then like within what three months we could afford another recording like yeah it's we're it's spending four hundred dollars a month ouch yeah so um, is it the same same location that like I yeah Francisco's okay. okay. Yeah. I like that place. I like that place because it's in the middle of danger, but also like just getting <laughs> hidden away from danger. Did you guys see that the Seven Eleven is gone? The notorious Seven Eleven is no longer there on Twenty uh, Eighth uh, and Indian School. Are you no. familiar with it? Are you no. familiar with that street corner? No. You guys, that street corner has been on like cops and like live PD and forensic files. The first 48. Dude, that, 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 like that area is so bad. And like, and like, <laughs> I the, know Indian school is really bad, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know exactly where that 7 Eleven is. There's like a, I don't know if it's like an Arco or something that yes. I stop at on Indian school whenever I get right. gas and I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. And right across the I street. I might die here. Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> and, and so like, I like, there's that. cops. Across the street. <laughs> uh, oh, that, that's 7-Eleven. Like, yeah. right across the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. If yeah. I was president, I would make sure everybody who works there gets, like, $45 an hour because, like, it's so terrifying over there. But I got, like, There's that cops liability. across the street all the fucking yeah. time. Yeah. But I like that the, the practice studio is nice and tucked away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can that always tell really it's really protects it, right? Yeah. yeah. But what it doesn't protect from is, like, the feral cats. Like, you oh, think really? the crime is bad over there? I've seen the most sketchiest looking cats really? over there. Mm-hmm. There's a I've lot, too. Oh, that. yeah. A There's lot a of lot. I want to take them all home, but I can't There's some cute anymore. ones that, that have wandered, like, closer to the practice studio. But you were joking one time, like, when we were passing, like, we got to take them all. Yeah. No, I literally was like a Tyler cat, and you just kept driving, and... That was the moment I knew that we couldn't be friends because he didn't pick up the stray cats when I wanted to. Are you a crazy feral cat lady? Are you just like, oh, look at that raccoon and you want to take it home? Yeah, I think every critter should be my friend. Um, I grew up watching Pocahontas thinking that raccoons were all just (laughs) like Nico and just wanting to take a raccoon home. Then I learned about rabies and that was sad. But I have to say, and I know that we're going to get into it, but your guys is so so people who are listening, uh, you just finished up a tour. Um, the Midwest Cry Fest, I believe it was called. Yeah. Yes. And uh, it was a how many city tour? Uh, okay. So we kicked it off in Phoenix. We went to Amarillo, Texas, uh, two stops in Norman, Oklahoma, 
Uh, next day was Wichita, Kansas. Then we went to Columbia, Missouri, and St. Louis. Every single time I've recited, I've had to remember yeah. exactly what yeah. dates, yeah. like where where we stopped. But it, guys, was, it was also the span of like 10 days, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. You guys had the cutest travel companions ever. I saw two corgis on the bus. No, uh, so one corgi, oh, okay. and then um, Rala is, is she an Australian I have no shepherd? idea. Oh, gosh. Nick Who's, is going to be like, how do you guys not know? It's Nick's dog, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Nick's dog. I think, I think it's an Aussie. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Okay. I, I, I couldn't remember if it was Australian it, something. Yeah. Like herding it, dog. Mm, of so sorts. cute, though. Uh, so your guys's, your guys's, you know, TikTok post of leaving Tyler at the stop. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, the fucking banana thing killed me. I, I, I think I discovered that. Um, it, it, the, the best gold mines are found once, like while you're inebriated. Yes. And I got to tell you, I don't know how many views that has now on, on TikTok, but I can guarantee you 25% of them are from me. <laughs> it, with, so, you know, people who, again, who haven't seen it, it's just you guys being silly on the tour bus and you're just playing banana phone yeah. and the camera just pans to you. And you're just like, I, I can't, and that, and it just cuts it off. It was the whole bushel of bananas. Yeah, so fucking funny. So much bigger and better than Nick's one banana phone. <laughs> um, not that, you know, I was trying to upstage him, but I will always have more bananas. And Always. You know, I guess we'll just kind of dive right into it, but I mean, like, how, how was that? I mean, it's so cool to like hear of a local Arizona band. You guys are out here doing uh, doing moves. I mean, you guys did a whole, a whole you know, tour all, all the way away from Arizona. Like, that's super awesome. And uh, I... Uh, I, I'll never forget. You know, I went to. The, I believe. I think I went to the the kickoff show. Was that was that it with with uh, uh, Spilt and Ionte and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Um, the... I almost started crying when you started crying. Oh. Uh, oh my god, it was so. For people who weren't there, you really missed out. But it was so sweet. I mean, you guys have such a great loyal fan base, and everyone's doing the Louie, Louie and and, yeah. and and you were just bawling your eyes out. And I'm like, oh my god, like I'm gonna freak out. Like this is so cute. It so was I one just, of it was one of the reasons that we named it the Midwest Cryfest um, tour is because we knew that this tour it was the first for everybody and that's super rare that we've had projects before but none of those projects ever went on tour so we got to have that um, together and that kickoff show was super it was just it was so many good feelings because it was all of our friendly faces finally compiling into one room to just send us off and chant for us and we just. It felt so good to get that support because once we hit the road and we were in cities where we weren't known and nobody knew us, we were definitely that safety net was gone and we had to just rely on each other and knowing that, you know, we got some good sauce and we just went out and sprinkled it. The dichotomy of that night, like the kickoff show Mm -hmm. was like a real high and then like there was a, there was a day in between and then we went to Amarillo, Texas Mm -hmm. That was a low. <laughs> Why is that? Because we went from this high to this place we have never been to with a bunch of bands who most of them had never heard of us. And mm-hmm. it was also a metal show. Oh. So it was like, it was like, like thrashy, heavy metal. Wow. And, and you guys. <laughs> so we, we opened and we had tech difficulties and like, it was, it was different. Isn't that the best though? I love, I love cross promotion of just genres that shouldn't go together. Um, I mean, the the night progressively got heavier, so yeah. it, it like it wasn't out of the realm. It was all rock music, and okay. we were heavy. Then painting fences was like more thrashy, like eighties rockish, like uh, painting. Fences. Oh yeah, painting fences. I'd be repping that shirt. Hey, represent. Ooh, ooh. And then yeah. the the last band was like like death metal. Yeah. See, like I think Louis Antour does have this history with. Um, because we kind of genre, we, we say genre fluid now where we kind of have different songs that it doesn't just fit in all one box. So 
when people uh, will put us on a show, sometimes we get something that's more psychedelic. Sometimes cool. we get something that's more heavy. Um, but that or actually emo. takes me, yeah, or emo. And that takes me back to like our now theater show um, where we played the main stage and we somehow made that bill and <laughs> we were sandwiched right in between two really heavy bands. And I, I can't remember which ones they were, but it was so it, it funny. Was, I think, uh, I like, think it was like Wormfur, maybe not Wormfur. Or is like C Y C K? Oh man, I feel so bad that I don't remember the name. C K Y? No way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, okay. Yeah, no, it was definitely some beans. letters. Um, but my favorite part was last like, one was American Standards. They American they Standards. Oh, I know that oh, one. Oh, okay. so good. But it was so funny because we watched this crowd just all vibe to something so heavy, and mm-hmm. and we go up there and we were all kind of sweating. Like yeah. I think we even played our tempos a little bit faster that night just yeah. because like we were wanting to keep the energy. And I yeah. remember I went up there and I was like, "You guys like that heavy shit?" And everyone's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Well, you're gonna have to wait about thirty minutes. Just stick around for us. Hopefully, there's <laughs> something have- you like." We have two heavy songs. Hopefully, hopefully that's enough. <laughs> hopefully you guys are satisfied. It is a little intimidating for sure. Like I remember, yeah. you know, I haven't been in a, like a band band since high school, but um, kind of the same, not the, not the same situation, but like it was a, we we were supposed to open for a band called Gideon and I'm not sure if that band still exists, but it's just a metalcore band, cool band. But there was technical difficulties on the actual stage of the Nile that happened the same day. So they literally had the concert like tucked away where like the merch tables are. So like we had to perform really? in that corner, but really? then something happened where they had to leave early. So it was the opening band, one more Gideon, and then us. <laughs> like so, we closed the show. Like technically, like Gideon opened for us, and it was definitely just like, of course, like when Gideon leaves, it's like everyone just fucking leaves. Yeah. So it's just us on the floor of the Nile performing to like our parents and like five <laughs> of our friends. Like that's the best memories, right? Like yeah. that's super cool. Then so, you can say things like, "How are you two people out there feeling tonight?" We you were know? just talking about this in my house. Uh, in, in the house, it reminds me of like that, um, like that scene in like Yes Man, where it's like it's like she's in like that indie band. And it's just like, hey, Robbie, hey, Monica, hey, Susan. It's just like, you know, everyone who shows up, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, so it's like, that's what I always think of when I think of like, 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 it's so crazy. Until I saw you guys at uh, Lost Leaf, like I'd never seen like a crowd, so to speak there. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I'm starting to think you guys have like just rambunctious dudes on payroll. Those guys love to get down to your music <laughs> for sure. To be fair, some of them were other band, band yeah. members. No, you guys. Like bring, some of them played that night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you but guys they, definitely bring. They definitely it. went hard for us. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. guys, because well, you guys bring that energy, and I think it's really cool, and 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 it's, it gets it gets me excited, you know. And I think that there's bands that go in there and just kind of do their business, and then there's other bands who kind of make a whole theatrical thing out of it. Like I've noticed, I've seen you guys enough now to know that like there's a part where you know because you play with like a wireless cable, so it's like there's a part where you like to go out into the crowd. There's there's a break in the middle of you know the second song where you're introducing people like it's like a it's like a it's like a planned performance like that's yeah. so cool and you bring that like that coliseum energy to a like max you know fifty capacity house yeah. literally you know yeah. for you know for anyone who hasn't been there I mean Lost Leaf is a literal house you know um, and just like at the Oasis house I was just so afraid I was like if someone breaks my camera right now I'm going to fucking prison like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, seriously, you know, and I've had a blast just kind of just watching you guys do your thing. And I was super grateful. I was at your, uh, your Rebel Lounge show, got some great pictures of you guys and, um, you guys are just all around cool. You know, I was super excited that we finally got to do this. I know that, uh, yeah, (laughs) I know that there was a little bit of a delay, but I appreciate you guys, um, you know, just being here, you know, Tyler's been on the show, uh, four times now. Yeah, this he, is number four. Yeah, he was on episode one. 
uh, for number one. Number one. Number one. With my super cringy intro music that I made by myself, and just I had. It was like the country one. Yeah, it was. uh, It's like a western. Like a western. Yes, it had a western. Yeah, it was a guitar with a harmonica. That was kind of yeah, kind of like my original one. And I wasn't uh, bad. No, that was the first thing Tyler said was like, "Oh, that wasn't bad." (laughs) Every now and again, like just to kind of humble myself, I always listen to like the first like three episodes, and I love ours. Just I've gone, I've gone back and listened to all of them. I think you and I have like just good give and take, man. I think that um, you I'm guys really, yeah. yeah, it's always fun. It's always, but it's also, it's all about just have, being a cool person, you know? Yeah. I would like to say in, in 81 episodes, I don't think I've had anyone who was like shitty. Um, Until now. <laughs> yeah. And now we're going to expose Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob, we got your ass. Here we go. Uh, no, um, but this is Jacob's like, roommates want to chime in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I tell them all the time. I said They're that, like, we have a list. We've been waiting. <laughs> yeah. um, no, we've been, we've all been friends for a very, very long time. And I, I went to high school with Christian and Courtney and I met Kaya when I was still, you know, like, like 17, 18, you know, we've been friends for a very long time. And, um, we, I always make that joke. Like, we need to have, like, a confession room, like Big Brother. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. like, that would be so fucking fun, you know? Yeah. But I could do this all the time. And I, and I wanted to be, like, I think about being in a band all the time. Like, Tyler mentioned before you got here, because I've just been, like, posting, like, TikToks and me playing music. Yeah. And I'm just, like, I think about it. But one thing I want to bring up is, like, I guess this will kind of segue into, like, my next question. The reason why I couldn't really handle being in a band was, um, like, band politics. Now, granted, the last time I was in like a real cohesive band was in high school. And you know how in high school we're all fucking shitty. You know, we all have stupid fucking cringe things. And like we think our opinions are better than others. But like, you know, when I don't even see that happening in your guys is like, I don't I don't see imagine like like faults or like anger or anything in your guys's band. Like you guys seem like like Louis on tour seems like a very cohesive group. But is there ever like situations like that where you guys feel like you butt heads? Well, I mean, it's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. I think that something that's so important, like to understand about our band and how we came to be was they, the boys were sitting and waiting on 12 songs, just playing and playing and playing them and searching for the right singer. And they waited for about, what was a year and a half two two years? I mean, it was a while. It was was a dry spell. I think it was two years now. Maybe and when I came here, um, I had just moved here and I tried to get into a couple of other projects and it just wasn't gelling. And so when I finally tried out for Louis on tour, what intrigued me so much about this project was they weren't one trick ponies. Like each song had a different story to tell and it was so exciting. And so I know that what I found was like a gold mine. And so I'm very careful to protect that. And then I think I'd like to think that the guys think that they found a gold mine with me. And what it really comes down to is not really any power struggle. It's just communication. Sure. Um, we have to get on that same page about like what the goal is. And I think the only point of contention that we ever have is when um, we are trying to think ahead. And there's like three different things that we need to be juggling at one time. And something that's like a superpower of our band is like, We've got one person that's thinking of one thing, one person that's thinking of another, sure, yeah. and we can kind of juggle it. But when we start prioritizing one over the other, that's when things just get like a little hairy. So we work really hard on communication and it's been like the best relationship I've ever had in a band. I've been in a approximately, I would say, I don't know if the one that I'm currently in, it had musician turnover, but I've been in an approximately like six different bands and it is really hard to find people that are willing to just lay their ego down yeah. and just talk. And I think that that's, what's really helpful with our group is everybody comes to the table willing to just 
set their stuff aside and listen. And then we yeah. have a good formulative plan because it's not one person's band. It's whenever, five people's band. Yeah. Whenever there's any kind of disagreement, it's never over like it's it's not like personality differences or creative differences mm-hmm. necessarily. It's more like like what how does this benefit the group? Like that is always the mentality. It's always been the mentality. Like this makes me feel like my podcast is a coping mechanism because the only person I could dare have on my show all the time is my best friend from high school. Like because <laughs> if anyone gives me any kind of constructive criticism, I'll end the whole fucking show right now. Like <laughs> No, I mean that's really cool because you guys are a five piece band, you know, and yeah. so there's a lot of there's five different inputs on right. everything. Right. You know and so it's like i've come to the conclusion that i almost just want to like trent reznor and i'll just fucking do it myself it's like, <laughs> no i do miss playing music that's a lot, easier but, but well I, I mean it's it's easier like creatively but it's yeah. it's harder like production wise yeah that's yeah. like doing this but mm. like taking it on the road right that would be kind of difficult. Yeah, I just gotta, I gotta find a not expensive hobby. You were, you were, you were geeking out before we started yes. the show about the forty k, and yes. and again, Christian's gonna be so fucking pissed Dude. that one person. And I guarantee you, you're the only person moving forward that's gonna say anything because he's gonna be here, and no one, no one's gonna fucking say anything. And I'm gonna gladly keep that title. Yeah, yeah. like I'm gonna actually watch the show just to make sure that I'm the only one that yeah. said anything <laughs> about the Warhammer. No, uh, Warhammer has definitely been mentioned before. Has it? No, no, no. I'm saying because since we've since we've been here, oh, yeah. you know, because we've been looking, we've been lo- we've been looking at like just pieces for the show. Like we're just like we just want to you know put stuff out and it's like stuff that likes us. And, and it was so funny. I'm like setting up, and Christian leaves, and he comes back with his box like of like stuff, and, and like without saying anything, he's just like <laughs> just like putting stuff in, and I'm like. I feel like a, like a, like I feel like I'm like a mom. Like I'm like taking care of the kids. I'm like, can you fucking help me? Like he's like, hold on in a minute. And he's all just <laughs> gently putting everything. Like the worst part it. is it's he's kind like of far away. Him. So you can't really see it. Yeah. I mean, I think it was just something to have. Like, like I was kind of mentioning before we started, I, it drives me crazy that right now, like the walls are blank. Like we have things to put up. I'm just like super fucking lazy. Um, but I was also saying, and you know, I mean, it's not too much of a surprise, but I do want to say that hopefully... Give yourself some grace, man. Like, I know. Dude, you're you're dude, fucking lazy, but no. you just did all those photos I know. this past dude, Saturday. It's yeah, so no crazy. Uh, hey, this is about you guys, not, not <laughs> me. So, yeah, don't worry about me. We um, got to inflate your ego a little right. bit. It's your show, my yeah. dude. Like, yeah. Well, we're going to get a cool little couch in here, and we're going to make it our own space, and that's kind of like the whole thing. You know, yeah. I love this show. I love this show just because I love meeting people and talking to people. Yeah. I would say that my one selfish like trait for like, my entire life is I could just talk for hours, you know? And so, Agreed. you know, and I can't be with musicians for hours or I'll go fucking insane, you know? <laughs> so yeah, we kind of like, suck. We're <laughs> the worst. We're the worst kind of people. I don't know. You guys all seem like you're just in Ego like... Egomaniacs. I, I just, I don't know. Like there's... All some... the memes say so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> do you guys, I mean, I mean, we'll kind of, we'll kind of go back around this to the end, but do you guys have any kind of like new things in the works right now? So much. So secret, much. Top secret stuff. This we can talk about all of it. We can talk okay. about it. Like I said, we talked to the publicist. By publicist, oh, we got we, confirmation. We got confirmation from the other band members. Because I'm like, what are we keeping on the DL? And they're like, air it out. All I was right, like, cool, all right. Cool. So, um, so last year, um, about this time, we were doing our first ever music video for NFL Hotshot, and that's song. up on YouTube. It's magical, and Nick is dancing on a cliff. We all mm-hmm. are. Um, but we are actually taking on a very ambitious music video for the single that we just got the final mix back for called Shaman Mama. Um, that's one of our crowd favorites. Mm-hmm. They go pretty crazy for it. And we like it's it also too. our heaviest song. It's our heaviest song so far. So far. So far. So Until far. We got we, another one in the works. That's guys, right. have like a, like a fucking behemoth like phase just where you just all wear black metal, like paint <laughs> yes. and shit. Well, I mean, we don't, we don't go like based on genre, like album wise. It's more like mm-hmm. this song is going to be heavy and this song is going to be like, 
poppy, I guess. But yeah, uh, that's that's kind of like what we do. We don't we don't want to. I don't think we want to do anything like that, like where it's like a whole album of metal. Yeah, we're <laughs> trying really hard to um, keep in the idea that we want to master different sounding like sub genres. Cool. And um, it it really does come down to Nick. Nick is very juicy with ideas. The boy is too juicy. I, I <laughs> say he's like a sponge just filled and you just press him mm-hmm. and he just overflows with ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll just bring us three new songs and be like, what do you guys think of this? And, and they're just at their core and foundation. So catchy, so fun. And then we're like, okay, we'll get to work on it. And then the next week he's like, I got three more. And we're like, Oh my oh, gosh, that's too great. Juicy. He's too juicy with ideas. That's but great. I mean, it definitely it's, seems it's like good, but a, it's also a little bit you know, problematic. We got to like really yeah. choose one. <laughs> that's hard. I think that for a lot of just independent, you know, artists and regardless of what your art is, it, it's a very hard thing because you get excited yeah. And that's like our whole thing too. You know, like we have a Patreon, um, patreon.com slash patreon dollar productions. And, uh, you know, we're trying to do like, Oh, we could do like, we've been in the works of like doing like a, like a D and D Patreon only episodes. Like once a month, we'll do like a two and a half hour D and D thing. We get so excited. We're doing, and it's like, I have to try so hard. And, and, and it's funny cause you're like, you got to slow down sometimes because that mentality is why I have everything here. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. because I get so excited. Yeah. And I, and I mean, I've, 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 I've talked about this topic so many, it's, a, it's, 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 bland at this point but it's like i've been on many podcasts uh excluding tyler's uh that were just like straight up like i'll never forget i was invited when i lived in los angeles the guy's like oh dude you should come on my show um we do this thing where um uh we watch like corny 1980s like see like horror films like just super bad and i'm like oh that's cool you know and you talk about it right and i remember we watched the whole movie it was bad but you know you're excited to talk about he smokes weed and literally he 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 presses like record on his phone and just puts it on the table. And I'm just like, are you yeah. fucking kidding? You know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy, you know? And yeah. so, like, you know, I don't know if you guys ever feel like this, but my whole thing was I want to not only be my best self, but I'm trying to, like, in a selfish way, kind of be like, this is why you should listen to my show because yeah. the other person's show that you may have heard of doesn't have the production that I do, but I also yeah. bring other things. Yeah. You know, do you guys ever feel like that you get a little, like, like, you kind of just see like the, the the money signs when it comes to equipment and stuff. Like, do you feel like there's someone in the band or maybe as a collective that you always feel like there's something that you need to buy because it's going to be better production. If I can give you an example, like you guys are the only people I know that I are not, not the only, but like, like in local shows that you have your own, like you, you have your headphones in, you know what I mean? Like you can hear like, you know, yeah, those things like, ears. so it's like not everyone's thinking about that. Right. So it sounds like, do you guys ever have those feelings where you're just like, Oh, we got to keep fucking like, kind of forking out for this. So we always kind of, it, it goes back to that question. Is there like a benefit to the group for it? That's, mm-hmm. yeah. that's why I bought the in-ears because I felt like if we could hear ourselves, we would play better. Yeah. Um, honestly, the in-ears have been a little bit problematic. I've noticed. <laughs> yeah. Um, when it, when they work, they work great when they don't work, which is more frequent then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, how much time do we spend on this? And if they, if they don't work, then we're like, fuck it. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, I think as gear, as much, as far as gear goes, like, um, I like to be obliviously thrifty. Like I want to buy a thing and then pretend I never have to buy it again. Yeah. Um, well, you're the I, singer. You're the last person I'd ask this question. Yeah, exactly. To. <laughs> I was like, I'm not the, I'm not the gearhead to talk yeah. about, but I will say that like, uh, when you said that, the, the, what piqued my interest was like merch. Mm-hmm. We are always like, because we DIY our merch. Mm-hmm. Um, we, at first we had a couple of shirts that were printed for us professionally, 
Um, but then we were like, let's just DIY it. And it's honestly what's going to be able to fund our, yay <laughs> It's what's funding our, um, our recordings. Because when yeah. we're at $700 a song, like, that money doesn't just appear. And, you know, we're all just musicians and we, we can't afford to do it. So yeah. merch is always, I'm always, like, looking for, like, the next merch thing yeah. so i'm annoyingly merch minded on that we've been joking that we're an apparel company that makes music <laughs> yes. I, I love that and and, it, and i was actually going to tell you guys a story that that um more than once because my favorite like i love this shirt don't get me wrong but my yeah. favorite is just the white with your name on it and yeah. and so really yeah i just it's just nice Standard. it's simple you yeah. know nice and clean um not once but i would say like three times people have addressed me like or just like excuse me excuse me I want to say that they know you guys, but what it is is they're like, where did you get that shirt? Because they think it's an expensive shirt because it says like Louis on it, you know? And I'm just like, oh no, it's a band t-shirt. And, but like, I've had people be like, just like, 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 like clothes stands, you know, that are just like, oh, that's a cool. I'm like, it's a fucking white shirt. Like I, I, but, but like, I like it because in a weird way, it reminds me of like, like yay's like merch how he like will just spend like or you could just spend two hundred dollars on a white yay t-shirt you know like i just yes. love how, i love the simplicity of it yeah but merch the merch game That's is actually good to really, know. Yeah, yeah. no yeah. i mean it's a it's a it's it i think that the merch the merchandising thing is great like half my closet is local band t-shirts you know yes. what i mean like and, and, and it's and i'm not the only person you know you don't have to be wrapped up in the local arizona scene to feel that way either right. you know um i co-produce uh every thursday a podcast called scaredy cast and those guys are the kings of branding. I mean, they've got cozies, they've got stickers, they've got beanies I mean, for a fucking podcast. You know, like it's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, you guys that's, have a It's full, where the money is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's a really Tangible smart move. products. You, uh, Shanna, you, you were printing the t-shirts for a while, right? Or, yes. 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 So I, I make the shirts. Yeah. Um, that, that first standard, like that shirt that you were talking about where it's just the black or the white shirt with yeah. just Louis on tour. I did have the guys come over. We call it, it's, it's my house, um, but yeah. we call it the sweatshop. Cool. And um, <laughs> the boys did help with that one and, and getting those uh, screen printed. But I've well, also... The first, first two, I think, the so there was a, the original one with like the box yeah. that has the... Mm-hmm. Um, the EP kind of like cover on it. Mm-hmm. And then oh, yeah. the more simple one, uh, we did that one. Both of those were like sweatshop. Uh. <laughs> and we got it down once we got it down to a science it was it was there was a workflow to everything it was a workflow it was a, a chaotic moment but just doing like the like the seven dwarf song you know it was just, just like, like someone like put the paint print, on yeah. do the thing and then someone okay get the hangers get the hangers and then it was so funny because i'll never forget the memory it was just me tyler and jesse that first time and Jesse's job was picking them up, putting them on a hanger and finding somewhere in my house to hang them. And we're mm-hmm. talking like 40 shirts. Oh, wow. So there was a moment where Jesse, and like we were still relatively acquaintances at that point. Sure. And so Jesse's like, I've run out of places to hang them. And I'm like, I don't got time for this. You know, I'm doing my job. So I was like, just find a spot. And he's like, I don't know in your house. And I'm like, I don't know, a shower, go in my closet. So he's like yeah. in my bedroom, just like, oh, I hope this is okay. And he's just <laughs> hanging shirts, any and everywhere shirts will go. You know, we're hanging them on like the the curtain hang, the like Oh, the, the chandelier, rod, the, curtain rod. the curtain rods. Oh yeah, the I chandelier. chandelier. <laughs> like we had shirts everywhere. When it, sweats, mm-hmm. when it, is, when it is sweatshop season, there are shirts everywhere because i have to hang dry for two days before i can heat press yeah so they're just they're just in in my home and hopefully not collecting cat fur so i gotta say though you know my favorite thing is with your guys' shirts especially is that it makes me nostalgic for like the old scene bean shirts where there's a bunch of shit going on but i love the simplicity of it like i just like how you know just boom and this is and this is jesse's son 
right? That's that's who yes. Louis is. Yes. So Louis Antour yeah. is is named after Jesse's kiddo. He's adorable, like ringlet blonde curly hair. Yeah. Um, but he's our mascot. <laughs> little <and> Jesse. <laughs> yeah, little Jesse. So cute. That's, that's so cool. Louis. I mean, you guys are just doing so so many things and like um you know, even though like Tyler and I don't hang out a lot, I mean, I've never had more of a supportive friend. I mean, he, I mean, we both know that we're out here doing stuff. Um, yeah. So many things in the work that I still want to do that obviously like it totally involves like, like you guys, you know, like uh, again, I think I've said this every single time he's come on the show, but like, you know, like one of my favorite things of all time is like KEXP, like just like, like live pod, like bands, like interviews. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, dude, if I can get like Louis on tour all mic'd up, to do like a whole set yeah. and then like you just do like an interview next song interview next song like and i just get excited like i feel like sometimes i'm a cokehead when i text tyler because <laughs> i'm just like wouldn't this be hot it's like fucking two in the morning that, that <laughs> idea still energizes me so much i wish i had more time for it yeah you know because i've you know it'd be I, so cool to i don't do even that. want to talk about it on camera because i feel like someone's gonna steal it but I yeah feel like, like Arizona, <laughs> Wait, are we talking but so, it would be hard to pull off so yeah. we're not doing it because of tyler's availability because we can kidnap tyler no i mean <laughs> but we could do it like as louis on tour with jacob we could totally do it it was just it's like we would have to majorly plan it oh for sure i mean it would be because i mean keep in mind we also have to find an event to do it at you know oh, we have yeah. to and it's like one of those things where it's like it's not not even an event because my whole thing is that I don't want to interview you guys while there's a drunk moron at the bar well, that's yelling. The best you know what I'm time. saying? <laughs> I that's disagree. <laughs> oh my god, I disagree. Uh, you know, but like there's so many ideas that I have, and and I'm sure you know, just like you guys were saying, you know, like your guitarist is just like I got seven songs for you right now. That's how I feel like with this project. You know, it's, when it's your baby, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. You just kind of just go off the rails. Hyper focus. You know, yeah. but you got to have friends that also kind of match that energy. You yeah. know, especially in this scene, I'm a huge like I'm a huge advocate for, you know, birds of a feather, yeah. you know? And it's just like when you, when you have those people who are consistently supportive because they're out here doing things too, yeah. you know, I started doing photography a few, few months ago, really into it, you know, going to shows and stuff like that. And by the way, thank you for your kind words before the show. Yeah, of um, course we were, we were talking about gear, um, another expensive hobby. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't stop here. Um, and it, it's just like the amount of photographers that I've met who have been nothing but cool mm-hmm. and just like, Oh, like maybe we can do this or I'll oh, check this out. You know, it's like, it's just a great feeling. I think with how just insane the world is right now, um, which again is another, just, uh, we get it. It just sucks, you know, but it's just like, you kind of need that. You need homies. You yeah. Know? And I, I want to like, and I don't want to speak for the whole band, but I guess that's what I'm here doing. Um, Birds of a Feather definitely applies to a couple shout outs for me is Joan of Arkansas. They were the first band that just kept holding the door open a little bit for us. And it's so funny because now a year later, like we're, we're that band that just, we're like holding doors open because we're like any and everybody come on down. And it's so crazy to think that like a year and a half ago, like them just giving us that spot at mm. Lost Leaf started this whole thing. And now we, now we're that band, but yeah. Details of eating too. Details. of Well, eating. I guess they were, I, I don't remember what they were called before. It was Eric and, um, I don't remember. I, oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. But what. I know details of eating, um, wild giants and Joan of Arkansas are like, or three bands. And there's also another one. Is it celebration guns? There's one band yeah, in the they've, scene they've that they've dropped we our keep, name a few times. We no keep lungs hearing. too. They've they've been dropping our name. It's it's really weird. Like <laughs> yeah, it's awesome having people out there advocating for us. Yeah, because that that speaks more than you just self promoting. Oh, Somebody 100%. else is promoting you, which is like 
we, we try to pay that forward as much as we can. Like, I, I got to tell you. Insomniacs and Spilt. Oh, I've and Insomniacs. Oh I've been hardcore yes. promoting them. I got I to gotta tell you that when someone who isn't in the band or like a close friend gives you the shout out, like that is like the best because I don't I don't shoot heroin, but that's what I can imagine <laughs> like a pure rush of dopamine is. Like I woke up the other day to like the Rebel Lounge sharing my photo session with yeah. with, with Spilt at the uh, at the Rebel Lounge, and yeah. I got oh my god, I was just like, dude, I could have the worst news after this. Like I'm so stoked. You know what I mean? Like it's it's the it's it's that high. Yep. Just but like, you went to that because I told you about it, right? Yeah, you did. Yeah, and then uh, I met them at. Uh, did you want me to pay you for that fucking? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying like that's that's how <laughs> this that's like, how this works. Yeah, dude. It, oh, yeah, yeah, you got it. You got it. Absolutely, and that's what it's all about. Is like you know, um, when I was in Los Angeles, I was doing comedy, and I got to tell you, there's nothing worse than just a comedy scene because in that group of people, in my in my experiences, I'm sure people might disagree, but it's so like I'm not going to tell you about anything because it's just me out there. And if I tell you, that means I don't get the gig. And so it's like, such a, like an isolationist. Mentality. Right. And so I've never been in such a welcoming like community, especially with like the music scene and photography and stuff like that. Because I'm just like, it's like, it's like um, someone who never just, someone who had a bad childhood. It's like, you give them, you know, Hey, I, Hey, I thought about you today and I, and I got you this. You're like, What's your what's your end game? What's here? your angle yeah. here? Yeah, yeah. You're trying to manipulate, right? Me. But what exactly, do I owe you? Now? Yeah, but exactly like you said, it's like like you put me onto that band. I heard for them the first time when I went to go see you guys at the start of your tour, and I got the opportunity to work with them, and it's just been fucking cool. Like 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 I said, homies help homies. You yeah. know, like you have when, to, you when, have to. When people are like, um, like really expressively grateful about it too, like I try to remind them, we are the music scene. We. We are the music scene. So like us going out to shows, us promoting our friends or like even people that we see that we feel like are doing good or like me telling you about events to go to for you to work. Like Mm -hmm. we are the music scene. We lift each other up. That's how this works. Right. If if we don't do that, then what is the music scene? Where is it going to go? Oh, 100%. Yeah. And and the other thing is that I think is kind of important that just recently kind of in the last couple of months I've become aware of is um, kind of feeding encouragement and, um, you know, telling other bands like younger bands that are coming into the scene, um, when to advocate for themselves, uh, because something about local music scene and, um, you know, you, you want to pay your dues, right. You want to get out there and you don't want to feel like you have to ask for pay, but, um, you know, as the music scene, we, as the bands, like we kind of can set the precedent, yeah. you know, we can There's... say no more, no more free shows, like mm-hmm. pay us for something. Right. And I, I will say that a lot of the venues that we've worked with have been fabulous with getting us paid right. and taking care of us. But I will say just like in casual conversations, even when we were on tour, like some of these kids um, at the Monica house in, uh, was it Oklahoma or was that uh, Oklahoma? No, that was Kansas. That was Kansas. Wichita. Yeah, just these kids coming into the music scene and they're so sweet and they're wonderful and they're getting advice from us. But, you know, we kind of find that as being part of the music scene, like one of the conversations we should have is about how to advocate for yourself and your talent. And you can pay your dues, you know, get your foot in the door, give them a taste of what it is, you know, give a free show if you want. Yeah, it's okay to play free stuff to get exposure, but like you don't feel pressured into it. If you're trying to build a business or if you're trying to like, if you're trying to build, like you, you do need money. Yeah. yeah. That's just how it is. And and that was one thing I wanted to say um, before we go on break is like people like you, Tyler and Christian in my life. I mean, I have 
the weakest backbone of all time. I hate confrontation. I hate sounding like, you know, we were, we were talking about doing a photo project. I almost threw up telling you, like, this is how much it's going to be for. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. so bad at that kind of stuff. And if it wasn't for people like you in my life, like, I would be doing shit all the time. You know, and I, I was agree. on the other end, like, uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, totally fair. <laughs> right. And, that's and a lot, I, but, but that's, that's fair. the thing. It's like, look, like, we said it, and there's no bad blood, and we just fucking move on, and that's right. just how it is. And But that's not how my brain was originally. Right. You know, because I, when I, when, like, all of my experiences come from high school, because that was the last time I was in a cohesive unit of a band. Mm-hmm. But, like, back then, I mean, you would get spat in the face. Like, you're a fucking teenager. I'm not going to pay you to do this show. You know what I mean? It's just crazy shit like that. So when now, it's like, and, and, and anyone who's reached out to me about doing photos has been kind enough to say, how much is it? You know what I yes. mean? No one's expected anything for free skis, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But but at the same time, it's like, every time that question's asked to me, I'm like, ugh, ugh, like, I, like I freak <laughs> out, you know? And I'm sure you guys have definitely, you know, experienced that for well, sure. And with Tell All Your Friends, um, the, the other project that I'm running right now, you know Kirsten. Yeah. Uh, what, how do you say her last name? Is like Kavanaugh? Uh, yeah, Kavanaugh. Yeah, Kavanaugh. Yeah. Uh, so Kirsten actually approached me over my Tell Your Friends band just on Facebook. Shout and out Dark she, Star Media. Ayo, ayo. <laughs> um, and uh, she was like, hey, you know, I've just picked up a camera. I'll shoot for free. And she was super giving, but I was actually on the other side of it a little bit uncomfortable to take yeah. anything for free. And I was like, okay, okay, we'll go into this agreement, but moving forward, mm-hmm. like after, right. you're, you should advocate right. to get paid for your portion right. of it. I said that to you too, I think. Right. Yeah. I don't know if it was at Rebel or if it was remember. before that, but no. I said the same thing. Like, we we like working with you. We yeah. want to pay you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just get so giddy. You guys, my whole thing is that it's just like, I'm still in the phase where it's just pure excitement. Like, yeah. you know, it's like I made like to this day, I don't think I've ever taken as many pictures in one setting that I did at your show. I remember going <laughs> home. I remember going home and looking at the count. I think I did like, I swear to God, like 2000 pictures. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, I, but that's because I get so fucking pumped and I appreciate like the kindness and like the kind words and stuff like yeah. that. But I think that's the hump that we all go over is that like where, you know, you don't, you want to enjoy it. You want to promote your self worth, but at the same time, I feel like there's something in a lot of people's brains that make you feel like you're some kind of tyrant because you, in your brain, you feel like you're like, Oh, ho, ho, like I'm, worth money and like it isn't my time is not free but that's the truth and that yeah. and everyone you know you know and i'm sure you guys have experienced it too where they're like pay you you know what i mean it's yeah. just like and now you have to kind of be like well sorry yeah you know? let's think about the equipment the cost of equipment right. the time i took off to be here yeah mm-hmm. yeah right. it all adds up so i'll i'll, I'll say this and 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 you know with the tour i'm sure you guys can relate but you know um especially with the tour yeah, a, few, <laughs> a few months ago i actually had not a few months ago a month ago i i had i have the opportunity to do a video project that is going to bankroll a couple thousand dollars and um, i had to have like a, a a business meeting it was so weird you know i had to have my price sheets you I had, had to have a contract i know I, I wrote up a contract for the first time ever you know what i mean it's just like so out of my comfort zone yeah. um but it's also a good thing it's kind of like yeah. look at us we're being you being a big up. kid yeah you like yeah. evolved it's right. like the next your your next pokemon yeah. evolution and it's right like there. you know it's like you know we shook hands we just met at a, at a little coffee shop we left and it's like i get it and i'm just like <laughs> and then i get that text it's just like hey i loved your professionalism i loved what you said like i can't wait to work with you i was like oh i got the job you know like it's such a cool feeling and yeah. so it's like you got to find that perfect balance to feel your self-worth yeah don't ask for too much just yet, but also don't take too little. Take no shit kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because at it's the end of the day, gotta have, you got to advocate for yourself. You well, got to have some boundaries. 
with it. Yeah. Well, if it wasn't for the fucking housing crisis, I wouldn't have to have two jobs now, would I? <laughs> it was so funny. I was, I was going to tell you before this will be the last thing before we go on break. Um, Cause I love Christian. He's, he, I, I couldn't ask for a better co-host, but Christian's whole thing is like, he loves like zany, goofy stories and like, like stuff like that. When I'm with you, Tyler, like I get so excited to talk about like the issues because like you're one of like my few friends that will have like a, a, an opinion on things. And last time you were on the show, we discussed like the housing market or whatever. Did and we? like after you, yeah. And after you <laughs> left, after you left, Christian was like, yeah, I don't do that anymore. That was, he's like, he's like, I was bored. No. <laughs> I, was just, <laughs> I was like, I didn't want to think about that. Yeah. I'm not trying to think about housing market. Unfortunately market. for a lot of people, I'm a really serious person. Yeah. And that, that is not fun. For the record, it wasn't a jab at you at all. Honestly, it's just he's not used to like, because we run this show very like jock rocky. I mean, you've heard it. You know, we're just a couple fucking men children. You know, that's yeah. how it is. But sometimes my original intention for the show was to be a straight up like chicken soup for the millennial soul. Like yeah, I was prepared, like, I mean, to cry and like, you know, shit like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, for us, like it, Tyler doesn't get boring. He actually keeps us very anchored in the way that like <laughs> the first time we ever did a podcast as a band, it was only four of us. Cause Sam couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. And Oh my gosh, the way that the stories went off the rails, there were <laughs> inside jokes on inside jokes on inside jokes. It was, it became a comedy special before anything was actually discussed about the band, yeah. you got to. There's know a lot who of talk about how how uh, attracted to Sam we all are. Yeah, Sam, <laughs> He's a beautiful man, thirst trap. Just yeah. gotta say it, Sam, our drummer. Go yeah. check us out. That see podcast what Sam looks was like. off the rails, but I tried to keep steering it back <laughs> to like topical discussions about the band because I thought that's what we were gonna do. <laughs> He's I like, feel that's like that's what we're here for. Jesse's one of the horniest men I've ever seen in my life. Because I remember the two times he was, I was hitting on, on the host. Oh, dude, I, I remember so both, both times that I was on your show, and I, I want to make it very clear I didn't find it uncomfortable at all. I love Jesse, but he was just like, <laughs> "You're a handsome man." I was like, "Oh, thank you." Like, You're like, "I'm blushing." Yeah, I'm blushing. Well, thank you. <laughs> Support the show. Patreon.com/slash/BasementDwellerProductions. Thank you all so much for the support. And now more of the basement dwellers. So Rose Music Hall altogether was super good. Rose Music Hall, the venue is like the the stage is here, and then you got the people all the way to the back. So it was just packed and full, and it was just showing everybody at home, back at home, that's been following and supporting, but never got to see Louis on tour because we're all the way in Arizona. Right. It was finally their moment to join in to this part of my journey, even though they've been supporting from afar. So that Rose Music Hall, just that whole venue, that whole show, that whole day was like the highlight for That's me awesome. personally. We'll top that, nerd. What about you? Yeah, what was your luck. favorite? <laughs> Do you have a secret family in Missouri I don't know about? <laughs> so I would love to see Tyler just rip you a new one. Here's my better story. Actually, <laughs> Honestly, my favorite thing about tour was just how supportive, and it, it wasn't one place, how supportive every single stop like how supportive all the people were all the people like every single stop in in texas like we had uh we had friends that helped us get on that show and in oklahoma as well and then the second show in oklahoma like that that whole whole house they donated to us so like they gave us money and then the bands like they gave us money to continue continue on tour god that's awesome and like all the supporting bands at Monica House, they were all really supportive. Um, and then uh, Missouri was definitely the highlight. Like 
both Columbia and St. Louis, both of those shows and the crowds and like the the family, like Sam's family and oh, Justin's yeah, family. family. Yeah, I was gonna say there was a situation where Sam's family came out to see a show, right? Like yes, they were actually able to do that. Yeah. St. Louis, Missouri is yeah. Sam's stomping grounds. Had a lot of friends up there, friends and family. Oh, I forget but that. Like, I forget Sam's that you guys come and... from Kansas City Chiefs territory. Gross, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Sam's <laughs> family and Justin's family, uh, her husband, they were all extremely supportive. Mm-hmm. Which is surprising to me. <laughs> they gave us showers and, and places to be. And yeah, they let us stay there. You know, that's super awesome, though. I mean, when you put any kind of differences or, like, views aside, like, I was actually just, like, uh, I don't know. It was just one of those, like, like um, like um Facebook reels I saw. But, like, are you guys South Park watchers? Like, yeah. So, so. Enough? Yeah. So, so. Yeah. Did you ever see the episode, like, one of the newer episodes where, like, Stan has a band? No. And, uh, so, like, so... um. There's this whole arc in the new South Park season where, like, um, Randy moved them all to, like, a weed farm. Mm -hmm. So he thinks that, like, he's just better than everybody because he's, like, a weed farmer and stuff like that. Everyone in the family hates it. And there's this scene where there's, like, a local farmer's market going on and Stan's band gets to play. And the band is, like, Butters, Stan, Kenny, and, like, like Jimmy. You know what I mean? But it's, like, a death metal band. It's, like, so so they're just, like, all right, so this is their band something whatever. And it's, like, hi, guys, we're going to perform for you. And it's, like, you know, and stuff like that. But it's just, like, it reminded me of, like, when I was in high school because I was in a death metal band. And, you know... No, no disrespect to my family at all. At all, I have. I would say that I'm blessed enough to have an incredibly supportive family, just yeah. with everything I've ever done. But you know, a lot of their views are a little more on the right side, and just stuff that you know I don't really agree with. But like, I will never forget, like seeing like my my grandma's been to a reflectionless show, which was just death metal at pub rock. You know what I mean? So it's <laughs> yeah. like it is it is weird to have like that feeling. Um, my grandparents used to come and see Elena Avenue. And it was always like mixed bills. Yeah. And it makes you feel weird because it's kind of like you have like this weird pressure on you. Like I did this really just not crappy show, but like it was a small open mic show. Um, it was an open mic. There was booked comics and I was one of them. Um, but I found out 30, about 30 minutes or an hour before um, I went on, I found out my dad was going to be there. My dad lives in Utah and he just came to visit. And um, I've, I got to tell you, like I've never felt sweats before. Instant sweats. Inst- instantly. You know what I mean? And, it's just cool because you look out there and like I want to throw up, but I look out there, my dad's laughing. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just weird. Like it's weird. Like when you see like that that family support, yeah. you know, because you don't almost selfishly you don't expect it. Yeah. So it kind of makes you feel a little bad, like when you do get it, you know. Yeah. But I do think that's super incredible that you guys had people in all the way over there that were just so excited to see you guys. Was there anything that was like? Was there any kind of like? Not ups and downs, but was there any kind of trials and tribulations of the tour? Like, was there ever a situation where you're like, fuck, this is a little a little stressful? Or, like, whether it be, like, money or just, like, I can't find this one fucking thing. The like, first you know? night. The first night. Yeah. First can't night. find this one fucking thing. The first <laughs> night. Uh, in Texas? When we, when we couldn't find a place to park the RV. Uh, Apparently, the RV park we thought we were going to be staying at was not available. So then there was just this like dry scramble for where are we going to park? The oh RV. yeah, we were calling, and it was late, so nobody was nobody's available. It was so <laughs> late, no one was available. Was that when we stopped at a truck stop? Yeah, we actually um, parked at a truck stop that night because it was just that was we couldn't find a we couldn't find a place to stay. Oh. But sorry, what, was that what, not what you were going to no, say? No, what I was I thinking thought we were of, on the same wavelength. I'm so there was, sorry. So sorry. the first night in Oklahoma, in Norman, um, we were trying to find parking, and we couldn't find parking in our RV <laughs> with and, all our gear, and it was raining. 
And it was cold. And it was cold. And it was off and on raining too. So when we loaded in, I think it was raining and then it stopped raining. Yes. So we loaded in when it stopped raining and then we loaded out in the rain. Pouring. Oh my God. Monsoon. Nightmare. Monsoon. And it was like the first. That sucks. It It probably wasn't a monsoon for them. It's probably regular. It was cold. We're just not used to it. It was rain. It was the first show. I'm like, I'm going to lose my voice because I I did. I wanted to be out helping load, but I was like, Mm -hmm. I got to protect the Vox, right? The Mm -hmm. whole tour, I was thinking, because because I'm a vocalist too, like just thinking, like, how is is being in each different environment affecting me? How is that affecting Shanna? Because Shanna has worse allergies than me. Yeah. <laughs> Way worse. But it was it was the worst. I think one of the weird things that I didn't think about, like going into the rain, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be cold. But when we get on the bus, we'll be fine. Oh, the mud, um, the mud, oh, yeah. and we only have like we had this two dogs much floor. You, you know can't what, really, is, like, is... we can try to, like, accommodate for the mud, like, take our shoes off and stuff. Yeah. We can't really do much with the dogs. But then we had to take the dogs, the dogs to so go I'm a huge advocate. You know what? I don't care what anyone says, man. The Southwest is where it's fucking at. Like, yeah, it gets oh, hot man. here, but we don't have humid that much. Yeah. We don't have snow. We don't have fucking monsoons. We don't have earthquakes. Bipolar like, weather. Yeah. Seriously. Like, like I'm starting to understand it as I grow up. Like, like this is why people want to move here a lot is because, like, yeah, the heat sucks, but, like, we have the most perfect fucking winters. Yeah, as long as your AC doesn't go out, you're good. So let me ask you this. I have a question. I, I've been dying to ask this question. Did you genuinely believe that they left you at the truck stop? No. No. Not at all. Oh, so Unfortunately, yeah. so conditioned to this kind of behavior. They joked about <laughs> it the entire time. I expected it. Jesse did a good job. Like, where are you? Like, I thought you were on the bus. I thought you were, but you knew they were fucking with you from the beginning. You didn't count? Yeah. <laughs> that was my first question. I thought that was, yeah. <laughs> I loved that. Yeah, that was my favorite. Everyone in the, in the, in the RV just started cackling. Just, you didn't fucking count. That's so funny. And it's so They're good like, because. Yeah, yeah, we should have. Yeah. We had my dog there and we also had um, Nick's dog there, but the other two additions to the tour that wasn't band members was my husband Justin he was our driver and Frankie Jesse's uh, gal lady and um, she did merch for us and so um, they were in on it too like yeah. they were so in on That's it like awesome. it felt like this whole like friend group that's just like let's get them let's get them this is the time <laughs> there was a few pranks oh really yeah let's yeah. talk about that <laughs> we told we told Jesse that the fridge went out for like 10 oh. hours mm-hmm. And this actually, this you kinda, have to preface it by saying that Jesse and and Frankie bought they a work lot in, of food. They, they bought did. a lot of food, preparing to make food. They so also they work in the food money. industry, and they are Jesse is like really, really adamant about like food safety. Mm-hmm. So we told him the fridge went out for ten hours, and he made a sandwich and threw it out. Wow, <laughs> dude! And and, Frank- and we didn't we didn't even know he did that either. He just did it, and then he was like. And then we were, we told him we were joking, and he's like, oh, guys, I threw out food. Oh. Yeah, Frankie was already like, and she's like, wait, what? And then Frankie was like on it. She was just like, okay, it, into the trash. <laughs> but it was, it was, was just a trash bag us. hanging, so it wasn't like... There yeah, was, it was a fresh trash It wasn't bag. that much spoilage, but that <laughs> that was... I felt bad about that joke, because oh. all of us played in on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's like the one thing that like I, I really give you guys kudos for, and this is, I would say like... I mean, I've got a million and one weaknesses, but my thing is that a when it comes to my my baby, like just this whole thing, I'm so serious about it. Like, if Christian was here, he can contest that. Just like I don't want to fucking talk to you until I get everything set up. If like I have, 
I don't think I have OCD, but I have really it's bad. It's like work just, mode. Like, right. But it's like, it's like, oh, I fucking hate the wires. Like I hate, like in my dream scenario, it's like, that's why I want a studio. It's like, I want, you know, outlets on the floor and not, you know what I mean? Stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But that's like, how I get when I'm gigging. My like, biggest, my don't biggest, fuck with me. <laughs> my biggest weakness is if you fuck with me, I'm 100% always going to believe you. So like if I was you, right. And they called me or I called you guys and I was like, where are you? And you were like, oh, we fucking left. I would scream at all of you. Like, I'd be like, <laughs> what the fuck? You fucking, you know I mean? Like, I would believe it. You know, like, so yeah. I was like, like, when I hear these things, like, I die. Like, I, it kills me because I'm just like, I'm the most gullible person of all time. Yeah. The and problem was that we got everyone in on it. Yeah. And we were all very serious about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a joke. <laughs> yeah. No, my, my favorite thing when I got, when I got all this equipment and stuff like that was like, cause I love, messing with people mm-hmm. but i'm one of those people that's just like i can take it but it's like i'm gonna believe you that's the whole thing yeah but like i always tell everybody and like people have told they're like oh you got to release it i seriously have like i'm not joking like three hours of archived like just prank calls to my family <laughs> that's brilliant. like like i remember calling like my aunt my aunt chrissy she's one of my favorite people of all time she's <laughs> just a super cool aunt you know what i mean cool aunt you yeah. know and uh she goes i call her i never call her she's like oh hey wow it's super nice to hear from you how you doing i was like like, I fucked up. She's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I got uh, my ex-girlfriend at the time. It's like, I got her pregnant. And <laughs> she immediately, be- it's the whole family. They believe it. She's like, do you need me to drive you to the fucking place? Like, what are we talking like, <laughs> What do you need? I'm but, in. So I love the prank mentality. Yeah. Like, I fucking love it. But the yeah. problem is that I'm going to believe you every single fucking time. Yeah. And that's what I love about your dynamic is that you guys are all like siblings. Like, you guys all fuck with each other. And yeah. it's just like, but, but it's in a nice way. There's no, at least from the outside looking in, there doesn't seem to be like a superiority complex with anybody. Like, it doesn't seem like someone feels like they're in charge. Um which is really funny because I also think of like that little jam band I had in the same practice studio. Yeah. Do you do you know Izzy? Have you ever heard of him or know of him, Izzy? Izzy. Izzy. He was. Uh, he he moved now. He's in California, but he had a practice. Did I studio. meet him I, there? I don't remember if you did or not. Him because, and Tyler started a project, right? Right. Right. But I remember. I don't I'll, think I ever met him. I'll but ne- but who is he? So he's who is he? <laughs> oh, he's an amalgam. Honestly, if you guys haven't watched that episode, I believe it's episode. 68 something in the 60s with him but the dude's oh, he a fucking, he's a fucking creature like the guy just has a story for everything but there was that one point where he came in as like the singer or whatever and he goes okay so i gotta know like who's in charge of this band i have never felt the lack of alpha energy in a room like like we all tucked our tails between our legs we're like it's funny when when we get that question we got it at timeout lounge uh, the owner was like, you're in charge, right? I was like, uh, no. <laughs> mm. Like, none of us are in charge. We are a collective. That's and we cool. act as a collective. And that's we cool. acknowledge us as a collective. And that's why that's why when you asked, like, who would want to come on the show? Like, out mm. of the two, who would want? And I said, oh, my gosh, don't let's not even get started. You just pick the two. Because if we stood in a room and said, who should be the people to come on and represent the band first? Like who should mm-hmm. be able to get that first one? Everyone right. would be like, well, I don't know. Maybe, right. maybe. Sam. I mean, I, uh, in regards to that, no. I was like, yeah, me. No, I mean, just, no, no. just like yeah, Tyler well, was all in well, it. Though. Yeah. Tyler and I have the most chemistry out of obviously everybody, but it's yeah. just like, like, it's you guys and the local death metal man, exiled martyr. If you've ever heard of them, like mm-hmm. I just know all those dudes. And like, so it's just like, like I can definitely see like, this is not 
the last time that nope. you guys like are as a collective. We gotta get the Sam show. on exactly. Like I want Jesse on. Sam. Like I want fucking Jesse's unhinged ass on this show. Oh my like, gosh! You yeah. know, like it's just like you guys. Like I geek out. Like because I'm just like that's so fucking cool. How cool you are. Like I because. I think it was just my dynamic, but it's just like I have memories of just like before shows being like, God, this person's such a fucking douchebag. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And, yeah. they're, and they're in our band. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. just like that doesn't seem to exist like, with you guys. Like a band member that you had? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I refuse to say his particular uh, name, but we actually joked about this when Ionte came on because like, so, you know, I would like to say that I have some kind of outreach now. Like I've been doing this show long enough to like for people to know about us a little bit. Yeah. And your photography but, stuff has been getting you a lot of notoriety. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and, you know, like that's cool and all. But like I would still say the main conglomerate of people who listen were me and Christian's high school friends. So it's really funny when we talk about stories from high school with like people who will not be named because most of our fan base know. knows exactly who the <laughs> fuck we're talking about, but I yeah. still go as far to not say their names. But yeah, there's partic- particular band members, and I'm just like, God, oh, what a fucking. Di-. Which is really funny because I just did uh, the. I rip. try to respect that. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse doesn't always do yeah. that. <laughs> there was uh, we just I just did a, a a shoot for the band The Rit. I actually had uh, Esteban, their singer, guitar I've player, on them. the podcast. Um, but like, I met a dude outside who was doing photography for another band, and this person knew about the person that I talk shit about all the time. And they were also like, yeah, like, you got fucking weird. I'm just like, I know. Like, it's just like, <laughs> I'm starting, I'm starting to just like make friends off of just like the weirdness of just yeah. like that band. So it's like when I, when I see, you know what it feels like to me in a weird way, it feels like I'm looking at a band that came from like a well-established like home and I have like the shitty I'm adopted home because <laughs> like I've never known that band dynamic like you guys yeah. have. And that's so cool. We and definitely sure did not come for like individually. No. Yeah. No, <laughs> we, no, we just trauma bonded yeah. and collectively built that. Family. I guess I'm more so saying that like I've never experienced like like you guys like are just all of you guys go together like peanut butter and jelly. I mean, it's just like yeah. like the dynamic. I've never seen a band dynamic as tight as Louis on tour. Yeah. So I geek out. Like, it's just like, I'm a huge fan of you guys, which I'm sure you guys hear all the time, but it's just yeah. like, not even at your music. I don't get it. We all kind of suck. <laughs> That's, you're especially, like, especially Shanna. Especially me. Yeah. Like the worst, the absolute the worst. worst. I, I think that the, the <laughs> dynamic has its ebbs and flows. It has its seasons, right? Like mm-hmm. there's sometimes that like, I think it's important for anybody that's in a band or wanting to work like in a group setting like that to understand that like, life has seasons and sometimes a band member is going to be going through a season. Mm -hmm. And if you don't actually get in there to figure out like what's going on with your buddy, then you could honestly start resenting them for something. You don't know what's going on. Like they're not, they're not pulling their weight, but like, are you asking why? Exactly. And so like from the outside looking in, it's so nice to hear that like, it doesn't look like there's any issues or there never has been, but it's just come with like intense intention and Mm -hmm. communication. Cool band name. I call it intense, intense, intense intention. intention. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a death metal band. The coolest death metal band. I don't mean to cut you off. But no, the cool, totally or fine. the coolest name I ever heard is I texted Christian. Uh, right next to the Rebel Lounge is a gym, like a like a like a CrossFit gym called Die Trying. And I was like, damn, that's our hardcore band name. <laughs> that's like that sounds like so, a post hardcore. Yeah, band. that sounds sick as shit, right? I just <laughs> saw a band name like two days ago called. Uh, it's like the best one ever. It's they call themselves the Screaming Tater Tots. I love it. <laughs> and I don't know what I don't know if that's a local Bunch band. Potatoes. Or if I saw that somewhere in Columbia, but kind of reminds me of like that band that just disbanded called Oakley Doakley, like the Ned oh, Flanders band. Oh, that's yeah, the you best. know. But the best, had such a cool shtick. We had cool we stick. had uh, Casey on Casey from Goblin Magazine. 
Um, we had her oh, on yeah. for an episode. You had her on? Oh, yeah. I had her on. It was a great episode. It's one of my favorites. I think last time I was talking to you about that, it yeah. was it was still up in the air on yeah. whether she was going to come or not. It's actually pretty funny because people who listen to that, I woke up to like five tech because I release every episode Friday at midnight. And so like I wake up to like, like my mom's like my craziest but number one fan. So like she always has like some kind of like input to say and I love it. But it's like I had her and like three other people be like, wow, that's the first person that's ever like talked over you. Like it's just like like she like came in, but she had a lot of smart things to say, yeah. you know, um, but what like was it talked over you like, like, oh, well, it's just like if I'm like in the middle of something and like, you know, it's just like she would like chime in. Oh, and it's just, okay. but, but but like it wasn't just like nonsense. You know, you know what I'm saying? Trying to like correct it. Or yeah, like, exactly. But it yeah. was just like, yeah, people like always like chime in. It's like, oh, wow. Jake, Jacob's question. Uh, authority got questioned. I don't know how you <laughs> feel about that. It is weird. But you I'm know, an Because you have the power because it's your show. Right. Is that what it no, is? No, it's just more so because. So like, <laughs> I, hate, I hate bringing this up. I don't know why I always bring it up. But like, I, I don't care who knows it. Like one of my worst enemies who doesn't even know I exist is Burt Kreischer. Like the comedian Burt Kreischer, I don't know if you've. Are yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I love his podcast, like especially Two Bears One Cave, because I'm obsessed with Tom Segura. Tom Segura was the reason why I started doing comedy and the reason why I started doing my podcast. Right. You met but him once. Didn't I, you? I did. Yeah. I actually tried like to you, buy him. You a, told that story yeah. at uh, at my podcast. Yeah. I tried. I tried to buy him a drink, and he was like, "Dude, I get drinks for free." And I was like, two tequila shots for." Anyways, yeah. uh, <laughs> but like, but like, I feel bad because I have this problem that I get so excited. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell a story about this one time I went to Six Flags and you know what I mean? But because I have a story about Six Flags, I'd be like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to tell you about my story. And, it's just like, and if I don't, so, I'm going to forget exactly. it. Exactly. And, so and, so, and I feel horrible about it because like, I'm yeah. trying to be a good interviewer. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I get so fucking excited. I so. impulsively talk yeah. too. Um, like w- my friends in, see like this, like my friends in high school, like yeah. I'm doing it right now. Right, yeah. <laughs> like uh, when we went to college, we actually realized it's really rude to cut people off. But we thought that was like the vibe. Yeah. Like you just raise your voice hey, a Tyler, little louder. You just talk a little <laughs> bit louder and you're just, you just, yeah, yeah. you know what I, I mean? I don't. I'll, be, I'll become more reserved oh, and no, then I, I'll, I'll be like, oh, they, they don't want me to talk. Can I tell you, can I, can I, can I, be, can I, be, I don't give people a choice. I, I got to be real with you guys for a second. Be speak, real. Speaking Stupid. of that, Stupid. dude, there are some times because I love you, like I, you're a good friend, and and stuff like that. There are so many times I are you just about to like, talk shit. No, here we no, go. No, actually, <laughs> but I'm actually going to talk more shit about the people around you in this particular situation. Oh. So at the Oasis house, I felt so bad because like you were trying to get your like like to say something, and there were a bunch of people that were just like talking right over you at Oasis house at Oasis house. Yeah. At the show, like, 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 not, not like not in like a cash combo. Not like, yeah. Not in like a dickish way, but it's like you, you talk so like melancholy and quietly that it, it's, it's like, I think it's just social contract that they, maybe they've had a few drinks. I don't know, but they like talk over you and it happened. Like I know while I was taking pictures of you guys, I noticed it like multiple times and I wanted to like pull you aside and be like, Hey buddy, what do you want to talk about? I got you, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I do want to hear like, that you're story so about your like, socks. You're so sweet. Yeah. So it's just like, but but I also like have learned with you specifically. It's like when you when you were doing um, your podcast, um, which by the way, still one of my favorites. I still go back and listen to a lot of episodes. Um, really? No, of course. I, I, I miss it. I miss it all the time. And I, I miss know it so I know much. that you're so busy, and I know that you know you've got so many things going on. But I miss. It. I thought you had a great show. Um, but you do this thing where you have learned to just m- quietly just keep talking. <laughs> Like if people just shut up, like, so you have that secret power. But there was just that show at the Oasis House. I was just like, oh. I've also figured out if I want to say something, I can talk to you, and I can talk to you. Yeah, and I can get the point across yeah. collectively. Right. Yeah. 
Like there's power in numbers yeah. and I'm better one-on-one, so I'll get the point across, but it's going to take a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like it gives me anxiety. Like as a five feet, as a five piece band, it's just like, I have to imagine there has to be times where all of you at one time are just trying to talk about something during band practice or like, oh. we should do this yeah. or this. It's just like, it gives me anxiety. Yeah. It's our Achilles heel when we start organizing. Little... That'd be Nick and Shanna. And then Jesse has something. <laughs> and, and then, then Jesse's Sam's talking like, to oh, Sam. what about this? And then Tyler's like, uh, uh, but uh, I wait, wait, could, uh, and then I, <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. And then I'm like, what was that, Tyler? And and then Tyler says something really quietly. And then all of a sudden, Jesse starts talking about something completely different. It's just, it's, it's a bag of crazy cats in there. And then out of nowhere, five you know, different personalities. Out, out of nowhere, yeah. the, the drummer just starts playing drums. And we're like, hey, shut up, dude. Hey, I'm trying could to. Could you stop? <laughs> that? He's pretty good about not doing that. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's honestly, like, I've been in a few projects in my life. And I got to tell you, as a guitar player, selfishly, I don't even want to fucking hear you play anything until it's time to play. Yeah. <laughs> so funny because no one... The drums no one... are so fucking loud. Oh, I know. It's but intense. we are we wear earplugs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys did, but we always wear earplugs. It's so funny because... Except Jesse. Jesse because, uh, be, because Andy, when I was in that little jam band, our band was Time Machine. We're actually on Spotify, and that was something we talked about on Izzy's podcast. Really? I had no idea he put our shitty EP... On Spotify, it sucks. I'll show you if you want, but it fucking oh, sucks. I'll check it out. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm gonna deep dive. On it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> I didn't but, know you guys had anything. But out. it was so funny because like Andy, the bass player, was kind of like the dad of the group, and he always brought earplugs for us. And it's just like I'm pretty close to being deaf as it is. So like, yeah, I mean, probably should have done that. I, I mean, still, the, I still the show in ears the... double as earplugs. Yeah, yeah, and I still show up to gigs like to do photos and stuff, and I'm like, here's the monitor. And I'm still no ear fucking earplugs. You know what I mean? Oh, and then I have that little scare when the I'm The next coming. day you have like a no, concert. It's, it's honestly when I'm in my car and I have like my like my, my music playing. I'm like, well, you this sounds to... really muffled. <laughs> Uh-oh, here we go. Uh-oh, this is the time. <laughs> yeah. This is finally happening. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I have like a specific set volume that I know. Like if I'm crossing this boundary, like it's like 18 or 16 or 18 or something or like uh, 24. Like if I'm crossing that, I know my hearing has been deteriorated no. from the night. Yeah. Mm-mm. This is why my friends are the nicest people of all time because I know, like, I know for a fact that, like, like most friend clicks, you know, it's like, you know, you have you have friends A, B, C, and D, and like your friend A leaves, B, C, and D got something to say about A, vice versa, you know. I'm a huge advocate for like gossip. Yeah, I know, I know, and it's like if you got something for me, like just like tell me. But also, I'm a big baby, so if you tell me, I'll cry. But <laughs> so like, tell me nicely. Yeah. So tell me nicely, <laughs> and I know for a fact that my biggest thing is that like I have no control of my fucking voice, especially when I've been drinking or smoking weed. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think it's because I was an only child until I was like 11, which, in my opinion. Bad, 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 bad on my parents for giving me a fucking sibling at 11. Keep in mind, I'm a child of divorce. So like from like four to 11, I had two fucking Christmases, two <laughs> birthdays. And then this little shit comes along. The ego you know I mean? on this no, man dude, is and, huge. And so, so I think that I've just been naturally <laughs> trained to just be like, look at me. Wait, this- what? What? It was it was a man baby, something man baby. What? Or, or what? You had something that was like uh, man baby, man child, man child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's us. Home your favorite. That's my. That's my. That's my. Uh, my motto. Home your favorite man child. It's yeah. the basement dweller. You know what I mean? Because it's just like yeah, I've always had like that that only child like voice inflection, yeah. and that's the other reason why I feel like I can't be in a band because it's just like I have been trained to feel like my opinion 
And my voice is the one that matters the fucking most. And I don't mean that at all. Yeah. Like I want to hear, like if I was in your band, I want to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah. But also me first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know but what, what I have to say is pretty right. important because I thought about it. I spent some time. Yeah. So, so, you know, and I'll, I'll kind of come back to it. Like, like knowing that you guys are in a five piece band now, it's like, it gives me anxiety. Because because I'm just like I at one point I would just fucking me too break same and I do, and therapy and medication has taught me that it's like I can't do this but there were times dude even in that three piece band where I was just like shut the fuck up like it's just like please like oh, let me get my fucking point and so it's like I don't know how you guys do it well it really it really just comes down like like just intention like you have to put the energy into being somebody that knows that like, you know, if you wanted to make a whole band around your music, just you, then you can go be a producer, right? Mm -hmm. Like they, they make medi pads for that. You can make your own music, but what really makes this band so good is because it's coming from five different angles, Mm -hmm. five different people bring something in. Which is great. And the minute you start abusing that and, and forgetting that all five opinions matter, then it just gets, it gets so disheveled and, and crazy, but I will say like with working with other artists in the past, like it really just comes down to having friends before having fellow musicians. Well, it definitely seems like you guys like enjoy within your time. the group or with like outside of the group. Like what do you like uh, the band? Like oh, us you as have friends. to be friends before. Like for for example, like if something were, you I don't know, feel my, like that's always the case. What do you mean? Like sometimes it's more like. I put up with everyone because of the project. <laughs> Not going to lie. <laughs> well, it it does. Well, that's a boundary thing maybe, I it's guess. A, it's well, a balance, but yeah, yeah. like sometimes, sometimes it's more like, what is the good of the group? Because sometimes I don't feel like a friend, but. Well, we're doing our best. We're doing yeah. our best. <laughs> you here. are doing your damnedest. Yeah. And I think that honestly, the secret sauce to doing that kind of stuff is still hanging out outside of band practice. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. It, and, and no disrespect to. I mean, know, it's, it's, you know. it's not just like it's, it's my part, but it's also other people's right. parts. And like, it's a balance, you know? Well, my point with that was more like uh, along the lines of like, we might, for example, my dad has dementia and I've had to emergency fly home for certain mm-hmm. medical things. Like, if, if my dad were to, to you know like pass away i would have to go and be home dealing Mm -hmm. with that stuff for about a month and it it doesn't matter where we are with the music project like it really just takes having friends that understand me and my needs and actually want to support me in that way instead of being like well that sucks because Mm -hmm. now we're going to be behind on recording like we're just not that minded like in that regard the group would definitely respect that and we make we make a lot of space for that and I envy that because if I can be absolutely honest with you there is a part of my brain that in that situation I would feel that way I would feel like are you fucking serious dude like you know and and that's why I mean I'm sure the thought would come up the thought would come up but it's so quickly like the friendship is so much more important that the pain for the person is I mean you gotta put yourself in the other person's shoes like what if that was your family like you would I'm so bad at that I'm so fucking bad at that and it, and it also it's takes empathy. Come yes. on, Jake. No. <laughs> it's called it's autism. No. <laughs> 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 yeah. um, no, man. Like, and I think that's I think that's solid because I, I mean I I'm comfortable <laughs> enough with my own emotions to I'm I'm not. I mean, it's funny, but I'm not trying to be funny when I say genuinely. It's just like that is my biggest problem. Yeah, is empathy yeah. because yeah. it's just like when you're on a project. I'm I'm so obsessed with being number one or being the best or being mm-hmm. on top Driven. of things that when that stuff happens, I have this thing in my brain that it's just like, 
of course this would fucking happen. Right. Yeah, now everything yeah. is sidelined. What am I going to do? Right. And yeah. and so I really, like, I think that's cool. I mean, like, like I mean, I know we kind of sound like a broken record now because we keep coming back to it, but like the friendship that you guys have, like that's so fucking sweet because I have been a part of projects where it's just like no one would, would give a fuck about yeah. that. Yeah. And, and I think that I've just been kind of trained to feel the same way. I haven't, I guess... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really haven't. Like even even the other projects I've had, I've like those were my friends that I built projects around. Like I can't imagine having a project where it was like so transactional. Mm-hmm. I I want to speak to uh, just like um, something that happened about six months ago with a project that I had, and it's an example of how this goes so south so fast. Um, I did have a life event that needed to kind of be a boundary was set around and in that project that I was in it was so transactional mm-hmm. I was working with people that were I mean had played in stu- like like stadiums like was so used to the fast track that when it came to anything that would slow down the momentum of the band it was immediately there was a target on me and unfortunately that was a season where my mental health was just struggling and I just needed to say my piece and let it be and it turned into the like you can you can say that you know you like you lack the empathy and you're sad for the band but then there's no band yeah Yeah. because if you take if you start picking like plucking the petals off your friends just to make your dreams come alive you're going to find that well you're now going to be six months behind because Mm -hmm. you have to train a new musician because Mm -hmm. you lost other ones (sighs) and so it's like it is a delicate balance of like if you don't take care of it you just don't get to keep it like those mm-hmm. bands like I mean, people stay and they're miserable that sucks but that doesn't last obviously yeah. you need dedicated people to be a part of the project like yeah. that uh, obviously that if if they if they aren't involved then why are you there yeah. right you yeah. know and that's but one thing that i like give, yeah you got to have that balance like right well that's one thing i give you kudos for is that one time i invited you to come hang out with the fucking jam band and with no fucking hesitation tyler was just like i'm there no no he well, was I like mean, yeah yeah, no. I was yeah there, he was there but, but was like, like also he was just like hey can we like make our own music and not just covers and i was like i don't know how to do that okay. <laughs> and like, and that was the last time we ever saw him like it's just like so you got well i mean yeah. i told you guys like i'm looking for something more serious right. So, oh, yeah. which was definitely not us. And I mean, then all the three date of us ended. Had, yeah, all three of us had big boy jobs. Like this was just to kind of blow off some steam once a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I had a like, big and that's boy totally fine. <laughs> Actually, I didn't at that time. Yeah. So, I guess technically I don't now. Sorry, sorry, dad and mom. You can have five different <laughs> mindsets, but as long as all five people are going for the same end goal, then it should pan out. You yeah. know, like how you're kind of like, yeah, we're just a jam band. Like you were at peace knowing that you were just a right. jam band. Right. It was cool. I definitely, you didn't have one like, person that was trying to make that like a famous band. Cause I that's learned, where you start having, I learned that, that mom jean song just because of that band. And <laughs> yeah. I really liked learning that. <laughs> yeah. I, I've never so like, cringe. <laughs> I've always, I, I've always gone like the original route. I never like wanted to do covers, but as I've grown as a musician, I'm like, Oh fuck, I need to do that. <laughs> I just remember, I remember uh, Tyler texting me and be like, hey, I'm trying to learn this mom jean songs, but also these lyrics are so cringe, dude. Like, <laughs> I was like, wow, cool, man. That's not even my band thing. It's awesome. I liked the song. I did. Hey, man, I like you. Oh, thanks. I like you too. Guys, I can keep talking. Shanna, can all- you leave? Yeah. <laughs> you guys, I can, I can keep talking all night long, but unfortunately, we're probably going to have to start wrapping up here. It has been no, so fucking. No. Hey, you guys don't have to leave. But you can't stay here. I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, but uh, I like to, I like to, I'm a tried and true hour and a half person. Um, I started ending my karaoke shows with get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Closing time. The bartenders uh, always laugh at it. <laughs> yeah. It has been, 
I've been looking forward to this for a very long time. Yeah. Just having you guys on. It's been so cool. Tyler will be on freaking fucking eight more times. Whenever you want years. me. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm here. Um, you know, this is the part of the show where I will say, like, if you guys have any plugs, um, fire away. All right. That's Tyler's job. So we we actually didn't mention that we are working on four new tracks. Four new uh, tracks. First one, Shaman Mama. Then we've got You Don't Get It, uh, Dusty Mullet, and Whatchamacallit. Those are... Hopefully. Is that the name of the song? Yeah, all all okay. those okay. all of those no, are the titles. The what you would call it? Okay, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, we like really weird titles. I like it. It's yeah. a callback to the early two thousands, like Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco, kind sure. of weird shit. Yeah. Man, we talk about oh my god, those fucking yeah. I I, I used to make the joke that like, I, when I was making like Midwest emo music, <laughs> I was like I just want to have like ridiculous names. Like I remember I made a full song, just guitar. It was a full song that was called "Dude, Have You Seen My Lighter? You're the last person that had it." <laughs> <laughs> Such a good song title. That's a good one. So don't steal it. I'll fucking sue you. So, That's a quote. Your lighter or the song so title? <laughs> <laughs> Another song title. Like, I will uh, Midwest Cryfest was actually that's a song title, but we named our tour after that yeah. song title. Yeah. Um, but we have those four songs. Uh, one of them is recorded. The the other three we're trying to record throughout the course of the year. We're coming with a music video for Shaman Mama. Yeah, people need to know Shaman Mama has been recorded and it's done. Yes. And we're just sitting on it. We're yep. just we know a secret that y'all don't know mm-hmm. until we get the music video done. <laughs> it's it's been hard. Like it's been a year since we recorded anything and released it and. Just sitting on all this, knowing that it's all coming and like how much work we've put in, it's it's hard. <laughs> yeah. What about um, socials? Socials. You can Social find media. us at Louis underscore on underscore tour underscore band on Instagram. Uh it's at um Louis on Tour Band, I think, on Twitter and Louis on Tour, I think you can just search on on a Facebook um I think that covers them all. Yeah, that was super good. Good job, Tyler. Any, I'm so uh, glad I didn't any have to upcoming do that. shows that we should know about? Ooh, I think the next one is May seventeenth at the, the trunk date. space. Yeah, trunk space is coming up, and we're also playing Groundworks in Tucson. I can get you those that's going to be May twenty seventh. Twenty eight years of life, and I've still never been to Tucson, Arizona. So, oh, okay, cool. All right. It is May seventeenth for trunk space, and uh, May twenty eighth for Groundworks in Tucson. Those are our two shows coming up. Well, shout out Trunk Space, um, R.I.P. Andy Warpigs. That was his favorite place to perform, and that's going to be awesome. I love that venue because we've it's never very, played there. We've uh, actually never played at either of them. Oh, it's great! I love it. It's First time May, in Tucson, May seventeenth. That's the day before my birthday. So you know, to the general public, I do accept cash birthday gifts. <laughs> Come New to that guitar show. Also, also, jump out of a birthday cake for me, pretty please. That show is all ages, and it is on a Wednesday. So please tell a bunch of people about it because Wednesday is not a great night. <laughs> we just want to pack it out so that Tyler can crowd surf. Well, it's yeah. on a Wednesday. <laughs> it's hard we, to crowd surf with one person, right, Tyler? Trunk space is an interesting you. spot to try to crowd surf. I'll carry you. I'll carry you to the ends of time, Tyler. Don't you worry. You could. I'm pretty light. I, I'll definitely I'll definitely be there. Don't worry. On, on the May 17th, that's a Wednesday, dude. That's my day off. I got you. Boys. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that works. Yeah. You guys kill me with all your... Well, then you can that's carry Tyler while off. he crowd surfs. I'll you can be the one. Yeah. You guys, it's been so fucking awesome to have you on. Thank, thank you, you so for very having much. Us. And um, thank you. everyone else, thank you so much for tuning in. Episode 81 in the books. I love you. And so does Christian. Unfortunately, he's not here, but we'll see you next week. We love Christian. Bye-bye. Awesome. If you like what you heard, type into their Instagram and Twitter. The information's right below with their email. It's time you bit the bullet and started caring about it.
about something with all your heart and energy. Be sure to log into the channel by subscribing and check out the previous episodes. But until then, we'll see you next week with a new one. We out for now. We out for now.